We are live. Hello. Welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. We have an awesome panel here tonight. So everyone tuning in live, spread the word. Make sure people know they can find us on YouTube. We like to stream once, if not twice per week. We did stream twice last week. Hoping to do the same uh, this week. Alex Dono alongside. Let me introduce my co-host before we introduce our special guest, Jerry Mancini, the number one Laziale, even though it looks like he's wearing Chelsea gear today. I'll get to what I'm wearing in a moment. But Jerry, good evening, my friend. How are you? I'm great, and uh, work is causing me problems tonight, but uh, other than that, I can't complain. Only, what, two more days until we get some more football again, and that's about it. But uh, tomorrow's Canada Day, and uh, me and Gianluca here will be celebrating Canada Day. Nice day off, and that's about it, I guess. Uh, And I want to say thank you to Richard for sending the shirt that I haven't seen yet. My mom has seen the back of it, but she didn't tell me what the front of it was. So she just told me it was a city on sit down shirt. And I was like, okay, 99.9% of the chance is the same shirt that Alex has on right now. Well, let me show everybody then. Uh, I'm going to show it to those watching us on YouTube. I will explain it to those listening audio only. So Richard Carmen, who I'm going to introduce in a second, our good pal from the city, uh, sit down, was nice enough to send me. It sounds like he sent one to Jerry as well. I don't know if Jerry is going to wear it, burn it, or shit on it, but uh, I am going to wear this proudly. So you look, look at this shirt, Jerry. Read it and weep. Caicedo greater than immobile and i'm not going to show turn around and show my fat ass to everybody but on the back of the shirt uh it does have the city uh, sit down logo and we're huge fans of the city uh, sit down so richard carmen <laughs> grazie mille for the shirt thank you for joining us my yeah. friend of course you know richard is wearing some seria sit down gear he's got the milan hat on so he's representing the Rossoneri, he's always representing the Azzurri. Richard, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Quite an introduction there. Yeah, I'm having fun, man. Uh, yeah, we like to see Jerry in a little bit of different color there than the Chelsea blue, but I'm not going to hate because uh, Chelsea's pretty good himself. So, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's going to have fun tonight. I'm ready for this. Yeah, I want to add something. Yeah. Is Caicedo on Ecuador? That's a good question. He's Should not. Be. He's not. He's not. He's too good. He's too good. <laughs> Why would they put him on a shit team? He's like, I'm not gonna play for a shit team. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't play of politics. Actually, he says something to the government or something. There's like politics wow. involved. Yeah, this guy at my store told me. I don't know how much. South America. South America. Jerry, can you explain yeah. the politics of Ecuador? Because I'd love to hear the Jerry Mancini explanation. Oh, uh, they're all. Uh, Is there the a Jerry most, time story with this? I don't know. The most of them are fucked. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Who knows? South America. I, I, I don't want to go there. That's I feel just, like you've already said too much. Like, I think so too, man. I don't fucking know. Man. <laughs> What's a Mourinho quote? I don't want to speak. I speak. I get in trouble. <laughs> uh, if I speak, yeah. If I speak. Oh, man. And I, I was going to say that I love how, Jerry, this is like the one night of the week when all of his Lazio shirts are in the laundry, apparently, like all 50 of his Lazio shirts. The guy's wearing the Chelsea shirt to a Serie A Italian football podcast. It is what it is. Let me welcome in our special guest. Let me welcome in the first timer first. And I understand this gentleman had the unfortunate experience of actually growing up with Jerry, going to high school with Jerry. My condolences, Gianluca, who joins us for the first time. And Gianluca is a Milanista, so Richard is in good company there. Gianluca, welcome, sir. How are you? 
I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, went to high school with Jerry. I've known him for a long time, and I'm excited to talk about Italy and uh, the Serie A and, and some Milan, for sure. Thank you. I feel like we'll have to have you back sometime just to do an entire show on what it was like <laughs> to go to high school with Jerry. I I don't necessarily want to do that tonight because that's not the show we planned on, but I feel like there is a show in there. Let's welcome in our other special guest who is no stranger to our audience. He is a great friend of the Calcio Connection from Inter Worldwide. He is the Ericsson FC president, Mr. Mario Galliano, who's in the New York area. Mario, welcome back, sir. How are you? Yo, yo, what's up, Alex? Thanks for having me. It makes me sound like I'm about to go six rounds with uh, Muhammad Ali in the ring or something like that with that introduction. <laughs> yeah. It was the most it, introduction I ever had in my life. I ain't going to lie. Hey, listen, our, our, our club is broke, so I got I to gotta build <laughs> up the Interisti some way, shape, or form. But but before we get you to all what? that. The club I, is broke, and you have to buy Kolarov over fucking Radu. I told Bad, that's when you know your club is shit. But we got Kolarov at half the price of a year ago, so I feel like that's a moral victory. There's no balls left, man. But we have we have Inzaghi, the best coach in Serie A now. He's going to use everything against me now, eh? Next he's going to get a Cherubi, but you got the best center back. Apparently you're getting the best striker, Felipe Caicedo. That's it. There it is. There it is. Breaking news. Here we go. Breaking news. Hey, by the way, warm welcome to Brooklyn Rob, who's in the chat. Now, Brooklyn Rob, I always like to give him a special introduction because he uh, he placed a futures bet before Euro 2020 started. He placed a bet on the Azzurri to win the tournament at plus 750 odds. So I don't know how many hundies he put on it, but he's going to be a, he's going to be a wealthy man if the Azzurri go all the way. And he lives in my area down here in South Florida. So Brooklyn Rob promised me a steak dinner if he wins that bet. I didn't realize it was at the Golden Corral, though. He's notified me. So that's, you know, all you can eat for around $10. And they, they do have something that they call steak. So I guess I could do worse than that. All so, you can well, eat for $10. What do you eat? Fucking leftovers from last week? I mean, body parts of various animals. What like, the you know. fuck, man? $10 <laughs> all you can eat. Fucking poison food. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know. The last time I had ten dollars, all you can eat was Al my Al Max in freaking Niagara Falls. Any I'm not good? sure if you ever, if you've been there, Gianluca. They shut down because the back room was freaking because of health hazards, and they reopened. We never went back again. I'll never forget the time I went and and I insulted. I'm not, I'm not sure if you know Mauro Russo, freaking. Uh, yeah, I know Mauro. Yeah, know we went uh, we went to the actual uh, restaurant, and it was all you can eat, Alex. And I had a, this guy had a muffin. And it was the worst muffin he said. And, and as soon as I sat down, I didn't I wasn't there. I just popped over. I'm like, I ate this muffin. I was like, good muffins, eh? It's good muffin. It was the worst muffin, actually. It was dry as fuck. I was like, oh my God. The worst muffin by just oh worst place. Ten dollar meals, man. I, I hazard lights, man, guys. Not happening. No, they're good, they're good, they're good, they're good. I concur. No. I've had the breakfast, they're pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what kind of food they serve in Canada, but in New York, ten dollars goes a long way. Poutine, well, Niagara Falls is on the borderline, but it could be American yeah. still, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's once you go above Westchester, it's not New York anymore. No it's like that's another country. Oh man! So we have, by the way, guys, coming up on uh, on. On uh, what day is it? On Friday, Thursday? What the, what the hell? Friday, Friday, Friday. 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 Right. 
Friday. Today, I know it was two days. Today's Wednesday, Friday. We have quarterfinal Italy taking on Belgium. And on the health front, good news for the Azzurri today. They finally have all 26 players available. They were all available in training. That includes Chiellini. That includes Florenzi, who's returned from a muscular injury. And then on the other side of it, and listen, I'll, I'll take whatever advantage I can get. Uh, the health of the Belgian squad is a little bit in doubt when you hear about Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazard both not taking part in training. They've got knocks. So, I mean, I you know, listen, I, I, I would like to beat a full-strength Belgian squad, but if they're not at full strength, I will take whatever advantage the Azzurri can get. So let me get the temperature of the room. Richard Carmen, when you hear that Belgium may not be at full strength, and it sounds like the Azzurri will be, you know, I know that Italy had to labor you know, to beat uh, to beat Austria in the round of 16. But, you know, when we see what happened, for example, to France against Sweden, or sorry, uh, France against Switzerland, yeah. I should say, a team that the Azzurri easily dispatched of, you know, maybe we don't feel so bad about having to go to extra time to beat Austria. So how do you feel heading into this Belgium game? Yeah, you know, it, you know, Belgium is a funny team. They're obviously number one in the, in the FIFA rankings. Take that for what you want. Yeah. Um, but you know, from what I've seen so far, their play, they're they're okay team. They're, they're not wowing me. They don't have that wow factor. Uh, some of the games you watch the Azzurri, they look very wow offensively, right? Maybe not so much the Austria game, but they they have that factor. And Belgium, they have the talent, no doubt about it. Um, I'll take any advantage, you know, that they're going to give us, whether it's De Bruyne and, and Hazard or both. Um, it's still a very deep team. They still got Lukaku. They still got plenty of talent on that team. Um, but I'll take it. I mean, De Bruyne is excellent. So is Eden Hazard. When they're both on, they're very difficult. And, you know, having a having a full squad, a full strength squad with the Azzurri is definitely a bonus because you want someone like Keeling back there. Uh, you want the guys to be healthy, somebody who's going to be able to, you know, if Hazard plays or whoever's playing. Carrasco is very dangerous as well. Um, you know, if you have enough guys back there to, to stop them and, and, and go on the counter and shut them down, I mean, that's what you need. And, um, yeah, I, I'm very hopeful in this game with, with or without, you know, the two stars for Belgium. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, the, the tactics are going to win this. I think whatever manager gets this right, I think is going to take this home. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's, it's, it's a big game, huge game. And you know, even though the Azzurri did play an extra time as Brooklyn Rob points out, they did have an extra day of rest. Belgium played and won a day later, so hopefully that can work in the Azzurri's favor. What do you think, Mario? Are you optimistic that Italy can pull this off on Friday? Uh, yeah, I am, actually. Uh, there's not really been a team that's been like so far ahead of the rest of them. Like Belgium. We went to the, France, Belgium, Germany, and... Not so much Italy, but they were creeping up. They were the, the main teams that were like, these teams are going to come in. They're going to kill everyone. It, they're like sure things. And next thing you know, France is out. Uh, um, Germany's out. Spain's struggling uh, in the groups a little bit. Uh, uh, like one of their games, they, I, I thought they didn't look good. And Italy comes out the gates blazing. And then, you know, against Austria, the, you know, it, it had to be a tough time. But. You know, uh, teams Austria basically just sat back and was like, "All yeah, right, they parked the bus, bro." They, the <laughs> they pulled the Catenaccio out of their hat and they were like, "All right, <laughs> here, play, go win the game, you, like earn your win, pretty much." And uh, so, I don't think there's any team that I'm like they're gonna win. So we've seen the upsets, we've seen the struggles, um, we've seen the comebacks. Uh, yeah, Spain against uh, the last game they played, the one. 
they they gave up a three one lead. Yep. You know, there's nothing's for sure. There's nothing that's guaranteed. Belgium, when they play without De Bruyne in the first game, I believe it was, they were lost. They couldn't yeah, they play anything. So if you're telling me De Bruyne is not going to start, I'm thinking, okay, Italy, Italy's got a pretty good chance. You know, it's not out of the water. Belgium, sure, first in in the in the FIFA rankings. But you know what? If Haiti ties the game, they're going to be 42nd tomorrow from 256. So you know. It's not it's not like a, a sure thing for for anything really. So I have confidence, but uh, in the the national team, the Italian national team looks really good, even against Austria. Like I still believe that that team, they they even with the setback like that, you're not going to have every team sit back. Belgium's not going to sit back. They're going to. They're not going to sit back. You're right. Italy's going to have to. It's going to be back and forth. It's, it might even be like a really boring game if anything, because it's just it's it's going to be. It's going to be pretty even for once. You know, uh, Rob points out here on the chat, he says on the betting lines, England getting all the love with Spain and Italy the third choice. Um, I have found that anytime you have an international tournament involving England, you you take it with a grain of salt. There is so much betting bias always on money coming in on England. It's laughable. And you even see, and listen, kudos to them, they knocked out, you know, one of the worst German teams of the last two decades. Uh, but they got a deserved victory against Germany to advance to the quarterfinals. But like you guys even see the social media rhetoric from the England fanboys. They win a round of 16 game, and they're already celebrating the Euro. Like yet you have three more games to win, fellas. I mean, they're already celebrating this championship after a round of 16 victory. It's crazy so no you should not be surprised whatsoever that there is money uh coming in on england because there always is there's always a big betting bias towards the brits if it's the way it is if it's the world cup the euro same thing uh but john luca how are you feeling about the game on friday my friend uh, do you feel like italy can pull this off uh, i believe they can pull it off um i'm pretty confident about it um I didn't like the the fact that you know coming out of the group stages everyone was hyping them up as being this you know, unstoppable team. Um, like what was mentioned that every team this tournament's been pretty much stoppable, right? We've seen it with uh, with Germany. We've seen it with Portugal. We've seen it with France. So it, it any team can win, any team can lose. Now, the thing is uh, about the Austria game, um, I, I find that as a as a positive for, for the Azuri because um, – when we see that, you know, over the, the years of, you know, World Cups and Euro Cups, we've always had that struggle coming out of the group stages. And it's kind of like a learning experience for the team to see, you know, kind of see where they're going wrong, where, who can, you know, the tactics that they can play and how they can fix it to kind of come out on top of the tournament. With, um, with, the, Austria, uh, with the Austria game, seeing the struggle actually makes me believe that you know by re-watching it and learning of their mistakes they can actually provide um you know a superior team against the belgians right uh the belgians sorry um i i've been looking at lineups and seeing what you know who they're talking about playing um so i think i think this year we have we have enough talent on the bench um as as we have it on the field um so if one's injured or one isn't playing 
playing well, um, they can always have that sub ready to go. No, that's well said. That's well said. Uh, Jerry, your take on this, my friend, and you've been my emotional rock since before this tournament started because I, I was saying, you know, I was expecting Italy to get exactly as far as they've now gotten, that I looked, that looked at them as a quarterfinal and done team potentially. I thought, hey, maybe they're capable of getting to the semis, but it's going to be tough. Now, this is a tough matchup. Even if Belgium, as the number one FIFA-ranked team in the world, might be a tad overrated, they're still really good. And with my guy Lukaku up front, anything is possible, although we'll get to those defensive matchups in a second. But in the macro, Jerry, in a general sense, do you think Italy are going to pull this off on Friday? I'm not changing my picks. I said England. Sorry, I said Denmark, Italy final. I'm sticking with that. I like it. I, I think that Denmark, before the – I didn't think that Germany was going to win, I'll be honest. I thought that they were going to smack England, but prove me wrong. I forgot they even they play home, so that's a big mm. advantage for them. Yeah. That's something that people didn't take into consideration. They had a good crowd too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good crowd. Freaking laughing at the German girl. Poor girl, 10 years old, and they were oh, mocking man. her on yeah, social media. pretty terrible. Yeah. My, my tweet was kind of like not specific. Some England fans are pieces of shit, okay? Sure. They're just like fucking douchebags. Not all. I think it's it's not fair to, to kind of like generalize all into one, but a lot of English fans are just like fucking pigs. But anyways, <laughs> I, I, I think that Italy can go the whole way. I still think they have a good team. Like if one player is not doing well, they have another guy who can come in, step up, and we haven't seen this with Italy for who knows how long. Like, I, I, I can't recall the last – Conte maybe? Conte's team, 2012? Freaking – our 2006 World Cup team was shit, man. I'm sorry. We fluked that off. We, we, we were so lucky beating Germany. Well, we needed a penalty shot, I think. What, what, what was it against uh, Ukraine in the group stage? Better to be lucky than good. Australia. Like, Australia. Thank you. Yeah. Australia. Like, like, that team – it had a balance of it was there were good games we had, but not overall. I think that Italy right now overall has been really dominant every game, even against Austria, where you thought they weren't they were out of it, but they showed brilliance in the latter part of the game. So as much as they were bad through through a period, the guys came in and the substitutes took advantage, and we dominated the whole thirty minutes of extra time. Um, that goal that we conceded was just. Poor man marking by – it was poor coverage by Jorginho. At yeah. the end of the day, as good as he's been, he that's just – Yeah, that's just – he knows. But there's no need to, to criticize for a player who's been so good. So, um, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about who should start a striker, who should start a midfield, who should start a center back. So, I'm not going to even elaborate on that. Um, I, I just think – I think it's Mancini. And, and I hate how people – Said that he didn't have a plan B, like, and and he the, the and plan he, B were the substitutes who scored. Like his yeah, subs like, changed the game. How is that not a plan B? I, I'm with yeah. you, Jerry, on that. Like I saw him being criticized, you know, for the lineups and the decisions he made. But the bottom line was the substitutes he made decided that victory. No, exactly. It pisses me off, man. Like, oh, I, I'm not gonna sh- criticize anybody. Just multiple people, and, and Richard knows who I'm talking about. How, how can you criticize that if it was 10 minutes earlier, it, 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 
we may not have gotten the goal. Uh, we we kept them out ten minutes too long. Huh? Who, who who makes a decision like that when the yeah. game? And people forget Austria never made substitutions either. We were basically playing to what they were yeah. doing. So I mean, I don't see the big yeah. deal was you know. I when I was just, watching the commentators were like, sorry, Jerry. When I was watching the commentators on ESPN, they were like, "Oh, how are you gonna make a sub and not change the formation?" I was like, "What are you a fucking idiot?" <laughs> How are you commenting these games right now, like Steve Cangelosi, you dick? Oh, you know the names. I don't. Even, I don't even memorize. I don't know any of their names, man. You learned the names. They're on his I list. Don't, I don't <laughs> know any list. of their names. I, get, I have better things to remember than these idiots that talk the game and are all biased. They're all English biased people. But no, I, Mancini's done everything perfect, man. Like you can't ask for more than what he's done. Like I can't wait. I, I hope he doesn't lose a game because. It's it's gonna be like an axe to his head or something, like uncriticized like banter towards him for losing one game. The guy's unbeaten in thirty one straight games. Thirty one, like, yeah. Like, what do you want, man? And that goal given up was the first non clean sheet in twelve games. Like, yeah, this like, team is special. And just a side note about Denmark: a lot of people think I'm crazy that Denmark can't go the whole way. Remember something: the first two games that they played were not. A normal circumstances, they had to deal with Erickson and his heart feel like his, his his issues, and I and I feel bad for him. But like they 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 had to replay against Finland, didn't win the game properly because their mindset wasn't there. Yeah, they played they outplayed Belgium. Belgium. The one thing I would say coming from this from the Denmark game for Italy is that they need to be careful because Ben Ben Belgium can have two chances in the whole game. And they'll capitalize on two chances. Exactly. Like that's what we have to like look at the most. And then thirdly is that looking at the last game they played, I forgot who they played in against. Uh, I think it was what Croatia or I'm not sure who Denmark beat in in the uh, in the group stage. But they no, it wasn't completely... Croatia. Um... I forgot who it was, but they dominated that game, and that was because they finally were able to regroup and re-energize and get everything focused. And then against. Um, in the um Russia. Oh, they beat Russia. Russia. There That's you right. go. Nominated Russia. And who did they beat in the last round? Um Wales. Uh who, who was it? They Wales. beat Wales in the, Wales. They in the Wales. Dominated Wales. Yeah. And I hate and I and I and I say Denmark has a good clear path now because they who I, I think they're a better matchup against Czech Republic personally. And I think they can be England. I think on paper they, they match up well against England. I Absolutely. think they're no. why on on paper, no. On I think paper, it's not a bad. I think Denmark's not a bad team. Not man. a bad team. No, you have to watch the game though. On paper, <laughs> on paper, you look at these games. You're like, oh, this is an EPL super squad. This is the, the English yeah, national team against yeah. against Serie A misfits. Damsgaard, he's no, he's not a big name. You know, uh, all these guys, they're not huge names like Raheem Sterling, Harry yeah. Kane, Harry Maguire. Piece of shit. You know, like. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> he was having a shit tournament, finally scores a goal, and people act like, oh, there he is. Mike. No, fuck, him. fuck him, man. Fuck him, man. Fuck Harry Kane. I so. agree. I, I see what you're saying, Mario. It makes sense. But yeah. I, I think Denmark, the last thing. I know thing you're I, going with it, though. Denmark is, is well managed. I think that's another thing that people don't realize is that the way he managed the team when it was at, at, at a low peak and kept them together and now has them at a high peak. Like, they're just well-managed. I think that's the biggest asset. But 
I can keep on going all day, guys. Go. Well, okay, go. I, I want to start with you. I want to start with you though, Jerry, and go around the table Me. on who do you think should be at some of these positions where Mancini has depth and decisions to make. Who would you like to see starting? Now, I might as well just not even ask you about striker because uh, I think we all know. You know, I, I, I think we I, all know. I, I would consider Bellotti. I would actually. You would. I. You know what? I, I, I'm I would too. I'm just surprised. I'm surprised you would. You, I, you, <laughs> I, I, I'm I would go with, you would. Yeah. I would say I would go with Mobley if I'm, I'm, I'm being a biased fan. Mobley just because I think that he earned the right to get another start. If we're gonna say that Locatelli earned the right to get a start, I think that Mobley has earned the right to regain another start in a qualifying match. You know what I'm trying to say? Because what he did in the group stage, he outperformed Belotti. So yeah, that that's what I and I, I don't think he played bad against um, Austria. At the end of the day, when you're giving passes to a player that are freaking ten yards ahead of him, what do you want him to do? How is he going to chase down the ball? I haven't heard one person say that any pass that was lobbed forward to him was in reach for him to receive. They were all poor passes to him. Yep. They were hard to control. So what do you want him to do? I think the only thing he maybe he really should have done better with was the lob, was the lob pass in the air and he let it bounce. And that was that offside. Was that was offside too. So it wouldn't have counted anyway. Yeah. But, not, even, not even that. It's also like he's got five guys around him at all times. It's not no, like it's not you're playing true. a two man system. So he's not able to bounce off the second guy. He's mm-hmm. by himself with three center backs because they're playing five in the back. They're not playing four in the back where you can find the space. He's got three behind him. Now, so. now, Belgium plays a back three or a back four? They, they play, play a back, back three. A back yeah. three. That could benefit Immobile a lot because you'll have space in the backfield. Um, again, I like Belotti in a way because it's physicality. But people also forget that he came in at the, at the 80th minute when Austria was already dead tired and kind of manhandled a, a tired squad compared to Immobile where he kind of took on a team that wasn't tired. So there's two aspects, but Belotti did what he had to coming off the bench. His holdup is effective. Now, I'd like to see him be more productive at, at the start to the to the end. Like, I, I think Belotti can can match up well here. Um, you know me. I'm gonna say go with Immobile, but I, I I wouldn't be discouraged if it was Belotti. You go with the best players at the end of the day. There's that that's what you say. You know, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm leaning to Immobile. I just, I, I think he's at least a slightly better finisher. And in a matchup like this, because in some of these games, and I know one of the reasons why people criticize Italy is because, oh, you know, they've compiled 31 straight unbeaten, but they haven't played a lot of world-class teams. They've been beating up on some of the weaker sisters. Oh, okay. Can't control who you play. Like you beat who's in front of you. It is what it is. But in some of these games where Italy have won comfortably, they've created a ton of chances, and they haven't had to had haven't had to have a perfect conversion rate in some of these games. I think against a team like Belgium, you're going to have to be closer to perfect. I think you're only going to be able to create a handful of grade eight chances, and you know you can't afford to to miss converting on four or five chances. You have to be as clinical as possible, and. Belotti does a lot of things, but I do think Cheeto is a slightly better finisher. Um, I also want to ask you, Jerry, and go around the table on Federico Chiesa, because I know our, our Juventino buddy 
Brooklyn Rob is getting impatient. He thinks we're excluding Chiesa. No, no, I'm I want to, I want, I want to take you. I actually want to take it position by position. Okay, wanna, go for it. I think it'll be easier because if we start talking about like five different players, we're gonna go all over the place and we're gonna lose yeah. try. Mm-hmm. So let's just stay on the course. We'll do yeah, go the Immobile first. I say it might be. I, 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 at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with Immobile because he deserves another start and he's been the better striker overall in this tournament. That that's. And Mancini is going to go with his best player that's available. It's going to be Immobile. I, I think that he's going to have a good game against Belgium, uh, especially if De Bruyne is not in. And I think losing Hazard is a benefit for Belgium because they have, I think Carrasco is probably a better player than Hazard, um, possibly. I don't know. It's a good backup to have regardless. Yep. So it's not like it's a downgrade, but it's a big downgrade without De Bruyne. But I think um, – you're not going to have – here's another thing. You're not going to have Belgium play 11 guys in the back and, and clog up the backfield. There's going to be space for Immobile to move. So that's another factor. Austria clogged the back end. Like, there was nothing for him to move with. It was very difficult. And anytime he had the ball, there was, Miro's right. There's like five guys on him. So what do you expect him to do when there's five guys on you? I don't think that's going to be the same case with Belgium. I think no. there's going to be a lot of man-to-man coverage, and that can benefit Immobile. And I want to hear Joe Luca now because I haven't heard him for a while, and I feel bad. Come on, Joe Luca. You, you are a fucking soccer guru who has played since you came out of your mom's stomach. So tell me. Tell me. I'm not a Bilotti fan, so I would start Immobile. Um, I feel that Bilotti um, – is good for the sub. I would put him on as a sub. Um, many might disagree because um, you know there's you know he's 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 proven himself. I guess with Torino, he had a really good season. I think it was two seasons ago. He was almost uh, leading goal scorer um, in Serie A. I think it was two seasons ago. Um, I just find that he's he go he plays for the foul a lot, right? He doesn't he doesn't try to stay and, and make that run. Um, I don't know. I just, there's something about him that I can't, I'm, I'm, I'd put Immobile on a hundred percent. I don't know. Like I said, some people disagree. I find that Immobile uh, chases down the defender. If he has the ball, he makes those runs. He cuts behind the, the defender. He, he's, he's very versatile as opposed to Bilotti's more, he gets the ball. He can hold up the ball, but then he'll look for the foul. So, I don't know. I'm I'm for Immobile. Now, Gianluca, I want to get your take uh, as well on Chiesa because honestly, um, now he he has been uh, he, he was obviously instrumental in eliminating Austria, and I have a lot of faith in his abilities. But believe it or not, I think keeping him in this substitute role might be the wise decision because his speed and his pace to me provides more impact when he comes on as a substitute around the hour mark, 70th minute, whatever it is. When his legs are fresh and the legs of the defense are tired, I think that's when you really maximize his explosive pace. I honestly think he could be better served in the role he's been playing as a substitute over a starter. What do you think? I, I I agree with you on that. Um, I just find that that's the beauty of our, our of our wingers there with Berardi um, starting up top. He's got quite some pace too, so he, it seems like he tires out the defenders. And then with Chiesa in, coming in, he does the 
the finishing touches, right? And he's able to um, to get that goal in there. Um, the thing is, watching Berardi against Austria, he seems to struggle. There's something missing there. Um, so I would see Chiesa starting for the next match and maybe putting Berardi on the bench and then coming on. Um, I would even maybe see that because I see that Chiesa can play both right or left wing. Maybe Insigne come off because Insigne to me this this tournament's not been doing much. So right, I, I think not since the first game. I think he was quite good in the first game, and then since then, really nothing. Yeah, and I, and I agree. So I don't know. Maybe see Chiesa on the left, Berardi on the right with Immobile up top. Could might work. Uh, maybe. I don't know Mancini's, um, you know, love for um, Insigne. So if he really likes him, he probably will keep playing him, trying to get that spark out of him. But like I said, and like, you know, you said, maybe kids off the bench um, to get that final goal um, in the game might be the best best opportunity that we have. What do you think, Richard, as far as the starters in the front three? Because I, I think we've kind of expanded – uh, even uh, even beyond just the number nine position, but what do you think about the front three? Yeah, um, you know, start with the number nine. I'd probably, if it was me, I'd probably pick Casado over Immobile. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> kidding Jerry. Um, no, I think Immobile has earned the right to to keep that starting role. Um, you know, going into the tournament, I probably would have had Immobile as my third pick because based off the four three three system, the only guy really who was most familiar with was Caputo, right? Uh, Belotti and Immobile were struggling, but we've seen going into this tournament that. Immobile has adapted to this up, up to the style. Uh, he's played well the first three games. He's got what four goals in four games. Um, he's 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 earned the right to play, and I think he's the purest striker the Azuri have. Um, one of the purest strikers in in the tournament. Play him in there. Um, it's going to be a much more open game. You you mentioned how Austria was very tight back there. You're going to see it much more open with Belgium because Belgium likes to attack. Um, so he's going to get his opportunities, and I think you know with his pace, with with his ability to find the the gaps. Uh, he can find those passes from you know one one of his midfielders or Insigne or Berardi whoever starts. Um, I think he's primed to be in that poaching role. I think he's the best best fit for that for the striker position in this game. And bring Belotti like you guys mentioned. Bring him off the bench when the guys are tired. Maybe he can manhandle some of the guys. The, def- the central defenders for for Belgium are a little bit older, so you could probably take advantage of them later in the game. Um, moving over to right wing, you know I know Berardi got a lot of shtick in the last game because he didn't play very well. Let's not forget, he played against David Alaba. David Alaba is going to Real Madrid. He is a sensational defender. Yeah. I mean, Chiesa had started with the same result, I think. Um, but, you know, what we saw in uh, bringing Chiesa off the bench is that, like you guys mentioned, brings that energy. And when the guys are tired, you can't handle Chiesa. And Chiesa was probably the hottest Azuri player going into the tournament. We didn't know where we could play him. And now, now we find it on the wings, whether it's the right side or left side. He can make substitution. If Insigne is playing poor, you bring him on for there. Or, or, or Berardi, vice versa. Um, I think he's an excellent super sub to have. Um, eventually, he should be the starter, but I think for right now, you Berardi is. Uh, I think he's he's played well. He links up very well with with this. He finds the strikers. He finds the other midfielders. Um, and and as Gianluca mentioned, he's got some pace to him as well. So I think keep the front three honestly the way the way it is in, uh, so far in the tournament. I, I'm I'm comfortable with it. Mario, I'll give you the last word on the front three. What do you think? Uh, Mancini's not gonna go too crazy and try to like outplay his opponents. He's going to put the best players on the field, best strikers, Immobile. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. I love Benelope all that, a lot more, but he's going to come out as a sub. That's just how it's going to go, unfortunately. <laughs> um, he has on the right. I don't think he starts. 
he's a good change of pace kind of player. Um, Berardi's been up there. He's been clicking. It's it, it's he's always a threat because he can always cut inside, and I think that's what uh, Mancini wants to start off with. Unless he wants to get creative and he likes the width that Chiesa brings, because Chiesa, as two footed as he is, he likes to hug the line a little bit more than Berardi does. So, if he wants to get creative and say, "Oh, Belgium play back three, let's try to stretch that space in between the left center back and the left wing back," Chiesa is going to open himself, follows the left wing back. Immobile comes, he has a little more space, and then the midfielders cycle in and, and go forward, depending on who's in the midfield. If you have Locatelli in there, if you have Cassina in there, uh, they're going to be sort of in the mix to, to make those attacking runs also. So I think Berardi gets to start. Um, I don't think he really changes much over there. Uh, I love Sari Insignia. He's been a bumps even since the <laughs> beginning. Uh I love him. I love watching him play, but the thing is, the end product just isn't there, unfortunately. How many times? I mean, I love people that shoot, but when you shoot, put something on net. He's taking yep. 15 shots. He's gotten closer to a throw in than the keeper making a save. <laughs> so, you know, like, I don't think he's going to be benched for anybody. He's still the best left wing option that we have at the moment because, I mean, Chiesa's not going to play on the left, I don't think. Unless something happens to Insignia. Bernadeschi stinks and he can only play on the right side. <laughs> he can play almost any position on the field, just not well. Exactly. I'd put him left bench. <laughs> he plays that exceptionally well. Yeah, he does. Keep the bench warm. That's what he can do. <laughs> I, think, I think if he changes teams and, and he starts to get that confidence back, we could have a different discussion. But at the moment, yeah. he, just, he just doesn't have it anymore. You know, I lied when I said I'd give Mario the last word on the forwards because uh, I want Jerry's thought on the wingers, right? <clears throat> Jerry, you, you only talked about uh, about uh, Immobile or or Belotti. Uh, what do you think on the wings? You like uh, Chiesa? Is it time to give Insigne a break because he's not he's just not had it this tournament? Well, Insigne is going to Lazio. We know that. That's first. So, Chividiamo, Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm what exactly are you trolling when you say that? Because we don't have any Napoli fans on the panel today, so I don't know. Like, who are you bantering? They're always listening. No, oh, okay. Yeah, Fair exactly. Enough. Fair enough. I, Insigne is your captain. I don't think he'll come out. Um, probably should in a way because of the. Is way he going to be played. driving that tiny car that puts the ball at midfield? <laughs> I agree with John Luca. He hasn't been that great. He wasn't good against Austria. I, I do agree with him. Like. He concealed the ball over like many times, but he's the least of my worries, I guess, because he's the the veteran leadership that guy has, the experience. I think he has the ability to turn his game around at any given moment. Um, as for the right side, I would go with Chiesa. I don't believe in the notion of your super sub, and I was listening to a uh, to Nima's podcast with Carlo, and, and it's a good thing. That he says, uh -huh. you don't you don't want to wait for Chiesa to come in the 70th minute in the possibility that you're down one nothing. You lost 70 minutes of a good of a better player that can get you the goal and help you take the lead. Um, you only have him for 20 minutes, and you're hoping that he's able to to get going and maybe get something out of that in that 20 minutes. 
you want your best players to play regardless. That That's what I look at it as. Um, Kiza maybe had a slow start. Maybe he had an injury that didn't allow him to start till the third game. I'm not 100%, but he looked good against uh, Wales. Very good. Uh, he looked very good against Austria off the bench. And basically, like, you go with the best player against a very strong, I would say, uh, Belgium side. So I, I think you get more out of Kiesa out of 70 minutes. I know that you like him off the bench and you got Berardi tiring you down, but Berardi's one-dimensional player, I find, compared to Kiesa. I know that people are going to say, well, Kiesa's one-dimensional too. With Berardi, Berardi, a lot of the time, he there was one play where he didn't make the pass to Mobile wide open in the box, and he had his head down like a hockey player and shot into a wall. I think he shot into a wall like four times. And that was one part of the game I didn't like about Berardi is that he, he forces things when he doesn't know what to do. And he doesn't – he can't cut out wide, and he can't beat defenders. He's really – I don't – I think he lacks that pace to get around defenders compared to Chiesa, where that was where he was very effective when he came off the bench. He's able to get around defenders, get in behind, get into those areas to cross the ball over, and he can cut inside too if he wants. I think he just has a little bit more flair to his game. And I think the last thing is that I'd like to see what he can do with Immobile starting together. We haven't seen that yet. We've seen what he can do with Barardi. And I, and I, and I wrote a piece where... Berardi has to be the guy who starts with Immobile because before the tournament, they showed some chemistry. They showed some cohesiveness where they're able to play. Now it's kind of hit a brick wall for a moment. Yeah, We said, where's the plan B with Mancini? This could be a plan B where Chiesa comes up front and it helps Immobile with his game. So I'd like to see what he can do with, with Immobile because we have not experienced that one minute in this tournament. He played with Bellotti. I think the way Chiesa is able to open up the field, create space, will benefit Immobile as well. So I, I won't take out Insigne, lastly, because of the relationship Immobile and Insigne have. It's very strong on and off the pitch, and I think that's beneficial. Regardless of how Insigne is playing, that's a guy who can turn it around in, in an instant. So, And then everybody says that... Um, Bastoni should start because of Lukaku and the partnership. Well, what about Insigne? He knows how Mertens plays. Maybe that's a benefit in the midfield there where he can exploit him. Maybe he gets him behind him or whatever. So that that's a, a factor. So I say Chiesa. I just hate this super sub notion. That only works yeah, for I fucking – Dude, I, I would uh, be – That only works for Casado, man. If, if I were a manager, I would be the worst manager because I would have all my best players on the bench to bring them on in the 80th minute for a spark. Like, oh, here are my five subs. Let me bring in my five best players. Fuck you. Except we're already down 3 nothing. That could be a problem. I, I agree with Richard. If, if you want to talk about a super sub, that's Caicedo because Caicedo <laughs> is a sub. He's an actual natural yeah. sub who comes off the bench. He doesn't score before the 91st minute. Because he doesn't come on before the 91st minute. <laughs> exactly. Like, like – Kiesa's not a super sub. He's an actual starter, so I don't buy the notion that he's a super sub. He's better suited for a sub when he's actual starter. You want to talk about super sub? I give Richard 100%. Caicedo greater than Immobile, super sub. You heard it here, folks. Caicedo greater than Immobile. We heard it right here. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut <laughs> off the clip right at that. I will say this, though. I, I will say this in favor of Kiesa starting and playing more. 
in a difficult match like this where the margins will be so thin, let him do that thing he does where he flops like a fish in the penalty box. Maybe he'll get us a couple of penalty kicks. So the only okay. part I hate about the game. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's Yo, Jerry, I want to start. I want to start with you on this, then I'll go around the table, Gianluca, and so on. Uh, what do you like in the midfield, my friend? Because I know that uh, on our last show before the Austria game, I was very bullish on Verratti, but I honestly now I think maybe Locatelli provides more balance in that midfield. What do you think? Who do you think we see? Jerry? Oh, you're, I thought you said Gianluca. My bad. Oh, no, man. I was, was going to go to you I first. At, I was looking at a work message around. after. My bad. All um, good. All good. For me, I would say Verratti, Verratti, just because I, I thought he had a good first half. And there were stats where he had the, the most challenges won, I believe, most completion passes, all these stats. Um, hey, I like Verratti. I wouldn't be mad if Locatelli started either, though. I think he's much quicker in the midfield compared to Verratti. I think he moves the ball much faster. He... he Opens up space. He's more of attack-minded. Um, it's difficult. Um, you, you know that Barella is going to start. I thought Barella is not having a great tournament because he he's yeah over he's overplayed with Inter. I yeah. think he's tired and maybe a, maybe you start Locatelli, Verratti, and you and Jorginho. It's a possibility. I know people are going to say, well. Verratti and Locatelli are, are the same players. They, they swap for each other. I don't think they're actually similar players. I think two two no. players that offer much different. More one's technical. Yeah, just positionally, like yeah. as far as actual attributes, no. Just positionally, yeah. yes. They're, I think you can play them out of position. They'll be fine. Locatelli will give you that attack-minded kind of football, and he can play off of uh, Verratti. And you have Jorginho, your holding midfielder, sitting in the back. So I think that trio can work as well. Um, it's interesting. I, I, You know what? I say bench Barella. I know people are going to think I'm crazy. I'm not even going to argue it. He's, he's been poor the last two games especially. He hasn't looked good. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. And I think okay, Andy's on a yellow card too. Oh, sorry, sorry just, just to butt in. To keep earning a starting spot, like I think it actually has to be earned on the pitch not just by reputation. I mean, I think Barella is a great player. I don't think anyone will argue that, but his recent form has been poor, and I think you need to continually earn a spot in the starting 11. And if you've not been the best lately, you don't deserve to start the next game. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to talk about players who are not performing, I don't think Insigne has hit that rock bottom yet. He's had performances where he looked good. Barella just, to me... Maybe I'm not even sure if the opening game he was good. Because uh, here's the thing, and, and I and I give credit to Nima as well, saying this on his pod because he's the inter guy. How does Conte train? He kills your guys until oh, yeah. you're dead, like literally dead. So he's been overused. He's been used during when he was hurt. Like this guy's never really properly recovered, even from his injury this season. He's played through everything. Um. He might. If you want to talk about a plan B, the plan another plan B could be the midfield where he tries something different. We talk about how we have the best midfield. We have the best five options. Maybe try something new if we have the best five options. Like, don't go with the same thing every time if you know there's a weak link. Um, even Piscina, 
Why not use Pacina? That's another option. Yeah. Pacina look, has looked good every minute he's played. Starter and a substitute. Atalanta so, has dominated this tournament. Like they, yeah, have they haven't won a fucking zero. trophy. Fuck them. They still haven't won a trophy. They can fucking they can make all the money they want. All these freaking players. Some of their they players can, might win international uh, trophies before yeah. they win anything in Italy. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. Until you win a trophy, <laughs> you'll never be remembered for what you did as a club. That's that's just my notion. I, I think that teams are remembered for what they what they win, and, and that's the sad part. But hmm. but overall, yeah, Casino is another good option, guy. I love to hear what you guys think because I think Barella might be the guy who who will not. Probably won't sit out, but maybe should. Yeah, I didn't want to be the one to bring it up, but I'm not going to be the one to disagree. What do you think about all this, Gianluca? Uh, I totally agree. Um, I think that um, Barella um, in the qualifiers looked phenomenal. Um, now I think he has been overplayed um, with Inter, and then now on, on the national team, he kind of seems like he's missing something, maybe a bit tired, maybe – I, I don't know what it is, um, but he he wasn't he's not the player that he was when during uh, during the regular season with uh, with Inter. Um, I think yeah maybe he he would be the one to sit out and and you put Lucatelli there. Um, Verratti Verratti, you know he's world class. Um, I'm glad that he's back there. So yeah, maybe I would do a, a, a Jorginho, Verratti, and and Lucatelli midfield. Um, Piscina, he did have a great game, but um, I, I'm I'm still not too sold on him. Um, so I think the better option would would be Lucatelli in, in there. Um, and yeah, that that's the midfield I would I would probably go for. Unless you know you you put Barella in and then I guess you sub him off a lot sooner than than normal, since now there's there's the five the five subs right. Yeah. What do you think, Richard, about the midfield? Yeah, it's an interesting and it's a it's a welcome dilemma, right? Because we we arguably have four legit starters and Pacina's yeah. trying to make his name for a fifth, right? Yeah. So really, you could put anywhere you want. And Barella is struggling at the moment. Um, we've seen traditionally, and I say traditionally since you know the, the core guys have been there that Varela, uh, Varela, Barella, uh, Jorginho, and uh, and. Um, uh, um, Verratti. God damn, I can't figure the damn names now. Um, <laughs> they, they've been, when they're together, they're excellent, right? They're they're excellent. And, you know, we just dropped a video on, on YouTube talking about this. Uh, those three are excellent. And Locatelli has been excellent when he's been coming in, right? Um, both players, you know, both players seem to do the job. Uh, the argument I make, though, for reason for Locatelli starting is, and I, the statistics I've seen has backed it up, and I, if anyone can prove me wrong, I'm, I'll be glad to see the data, but... I do not think Verratti is a big game player. He's an excellent player. Mm. I love him. But in the biggest games of his careers, he has struggled. Um, and I'm not talking games against Mets or Angers or some lowly team in the Champions League in a group stage. I'm talking in the big games when it counts. He has not really performed as well. Um, and so I, for that, I would slightly take Locatelli. Locatelli uh, is, a, is a great compliment to the rest of the guys. Verratti, both those, both those guys can make the other two great guys even better. Those All three together, whatever combination, is going to be fantastic. Uh, but I think Locatelli brings a little bit more on the offensive side. Can give you that chance for the goal. I mean, he had those two the two great goals in the game against Switzerland. Um, I, I think you know you're not going to go wrong either way you go. But I, for me right now, I would go Barella. I still like you know maybe I'll just go with it with what he's done this year, Barella. But I'd, I'd keep him in there with Jorginho. 
Uh, Jorginho is fantastic in the role. He might be the best of the, of the bunch. Um, but then having Locatelli there as a little added oomph for the attacking aspect, I think, is going to be good. And like I said, the big games, the games really matter. I haven't seen Verratti really step up the way he should be playing. He's a fantastic player. He's excellent. But the time when you need him the most, he seems to be just disappearing and hiding away from what I've seen. And, and if, if someone wants to prove me wrong, that's great. I'm happy to listen to that. But that's because of that, I think I'm going with Locatelli. All right, this time I will give Mario the last word. Your take on the midfield. I think Locatelli and uh, Jorginho are definitely locks. They're, I agree. They're not going out of that midfield. So Verratti or Barella? I think he's sticking with Barella. I don't know if, if Verratti mixes well with the other two. Uh, I feel like Verratti and Jorginho are at the same time. You don't get anything done. They're good players. Slows the play down, right? Slows the play down. Exactly. Yeah. There, it's just you're going to get a lot of nothing. It's right. It's it's a, it's a lot passing. more possession, but without the creativity and decisiveness. It's like you're just watching like the Barcelona Tiki Taka where they're playing. Okay, they made a thousand passes. Nine hundred twenty-seven of them are from PK to, to right. freaking uh, Puyol. So, <laughs> what's the point? Like, I think separately. Jorginho or Verratti, fine, but you can't have them at the same time. It's too similar. They're yeah. both going to try to pull the strings, and, and they're just going to look for each other, or they're going to play the safe balls. Barella, on the other hand, he's not afraid to just take it himself. He'll go forward with the ball at any given point. He'll take out three, four guys. He'll go He'll go and have a shot from 35 yards out. He doesn't care. Then on the second half, on this other flip side of it, he'll go chase the guy down 40 yards, win the ball back, dribble 40 yards, and play a through ball, take a shot put a goal on a goal. So it, I feel like you have more flexibility with Barella on this lineup. Verratti, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really watched him with PSG that much, but if he's not a big game player, this is a big game. It doesn't get any bigger than this because you're playing the best team in the world, right? So <laughs> what's the, you know, like, and plus Mancini will keep it consistent. He's not going to go for – I'm going to start Piscina. They're never going to see it coming. Uh, you know, he's not going to just, like, throw something out there randomly just because, oh, you know, I'm a creative mastermind. He's going to be like, you're my best players. Barella, you know, sure, he's not having his best tournament. But on paper, he's probably the best two-way player on the team. Yeah. Locatelli, he's going to go and open them up because he, he doesn't do the same thing as either one of them, if you notice. They're three different styles of player. Jorginho pulls the strings, Barella does the work, and Locatelli opens the space for them. That's what you want in the midfield. Let me throw a mindfuck at you just to fuck up my comments that I just made. You know, what if, you know, Verratti, he does slow the game down, right? What if because Belgium's attacking us so much that we need a guy like Verratti and Jorginho out there to slow the pace down to throw them off their game and really fuck with them? Just saying, you know, it no, could happen. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's not out of the question. I don't doubt yeah, it yeah. as a complete thing. I'm just, yeah, yeah, for this sure. This is just me, unprofessional opinion. No, no, I agree, I agree with you. I'm just saying, you know, what if? It could be, you know, we could. it could only work in various ways, too. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I, don't, I don't discount that from working, honestly. I, I just don't think it's the most effective strategy that Mancini, yeah. watching him from 2005 on with the Inter, he plays, it's very vanilla lineups. He doesn't. Yeah. Go get creative. He's not going to like a three-five-two all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> 
So I want to I want to go over the defense and of course Brooklyn Rob who he has made it his life's mission to expose my Juventus uh, anti-Juventus bias as if that's any mystery my anti-Juventus bias but he says Alex is going to start hating on Bonucci and Chiellini because of his Juve hate. Well listen Bonucci uh, aside from being a morally bankrupt human being and I'm sure I'm sure Richard and Gianluca could agree with that aside from being a morally bankrupt human being he's still a fine footballer so I'm not going to attack him on the pitch uh Chiellini same thing is Chiellini 100% healthy by the way how is he doing because he he could be pretty important against Lukaku if he's 100% does anyone know if we can expect Chiellini to be like his uh, his healthy self, or is he just going to be unfit? All quiet in the peanut gallery. Not sure, not sure. Honestly, uh, uh, you would imagine. I mean, Chiellini is a, he's a big game player. He will bring. He'll if you, even if he's like fifty percent, he'll play and make he'll make it make it worth his while. Um, I don't know if he'll be fit. I, I can't imagine if. I mean, I, I'm not sure what the extent of the injury was, but you got to imagine that uh, if he's if he's playing, he's going to give it all and he's going to play well. I think so. Because, uh, because honestly, I, I think he he's capable because uh, I've seen it. He's capable of doing a damn good job against Lukaku. Now he's gonna it's going to be a lot of man marking. He's going to be breathing down his neck, so that's going to kind of take a man away defensively from some of Belgium's other excellent players. So, you know, you kind of pick your poison. But, you know, if, if he wants to take Lukaku out of the game, he can – not saying he can do that 100%, but he can do probably a better job of that uh, over anyone else on the pitch. So I, I know he's capable of doing a nice job against Lukaku because I've seen him do it before in man-marking him because uh, obviously that's a big key here. Now I know that Acherby has spoken about how confident he is that they can – you know, that they can quote-unquote shut Lukaku down. I've, I've seen Chiellini do a good job on him before. I mean, Bastoni, you know, knows what it's like to go up against Lukaku in practice. So, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if the Azzurri put together a masterpiece defensively. Uh, I'll start with you, Jerry, on this one. How do you expect Italy to line up defensively, and do you think they can keep Lukaku and the rest of Belgium quiet? You're muted. I'm, ba I'm basically looking at reports here, and one said that I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a site right now, uvmc.com, and it says journalist believes one Bianconeri in, one out for Italy. So this hmm. guy thinks that there's a possibility. He said that he's expect Stefano Salandi expects that Georgia Cleaning to start Friday, but Juventus teammate Federico Chiesa is likely to start in the bench. Okay, never mind. It's got nothing to do with defense. Who gives a shit about you? Oh, yeah. I, I thought when you said okay. one in, one out, I thought it was going to okay. be Chiellini Bonucci. Like yeah, that's what I thought. That's where I was yeah. going. But, um, yeah, exactly. I think Chiellini starts with Bonucci. If if healthy, you got to start with Chiellini. I think he's the guy who can man mark uh, Lukaku. Um, and I'm, I, I – I know people are gonna say that, and I, and I know I just said about Insigne and and uh, Mertens, but I think it's a little bit different in the back end where you say, "Oh, Bastoni knows Lukaku; he's the only guy who knows him because he knows his tricks." Well, at the same time, it's vice versa, where Lukaku knows how to play Bastoni; he can sure. play against him and his weaknesses, and he can catch him off guard. I hate point. this. Like, what, what, what? These people are stupid, man. Like, if you're gonna say that for one player, you also you're know how to score on Donnarumma as well, Lukaku. Like. I, I I think that I think I think uh, the backup plan 
if he isn't healthy, is a Cherby. Uh, do I think a Cherby can man mark uh, Lukaku? He struggled in one one versus one v one situations against Austria. I thought a few times he got burned and was pretty fortunate that he was able to recover and put himself back into a, a good situation. But um, here's the biggest outlier. Italy can't play a high line in the back end. That is a no-no. Your back four has to be neutral. Limit your space to Belgium. The minute you give space to Belgium, Lukaku is going to feast on you. Mm-hmm. You can't overcommit, and that's that's an area where a player like Bonucci and a Cherby, if they were to play together, can be a very very dangerous situation because they both overcommit and they don't sit back and 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 play with their defense. And they're always Cherby's slow; he cannot run back. I, what I saw against Austria was a guy dying for his life. Damn near tracking back. How fast should he be? Like, but that, there you go. Like faster. Like if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna overcommit though, and you know people are not gonna cover you, don't you you overexert yourself like that. It's just not good. At the end of the day, Italy has to limit their space in the back end and not allow Lukaku to play off the pass, not allow him to get in behind the defense and make those runs. People say he, his one touch sucks. He's actually got a really good one touch off passes. Okay, guys, like his hold up. I don't know how many people can can defend him against his holdup. Like you saw what he did against Portugal, freaking killed Diaz, destroyed him. So our defense have to be very kind of mad coverage for me. And, and like I said, do not play a high line because we'll be exposed so quickly. Well said, Gianluca. Your take on the defense? Um, thank you. So I I'm thinking, yeah, Killini will start. Now I know they that they get the um, doctors to kind of say you know you're 100 percent fit you can go out there and play um but it kind of brings me back to uh, i think it was euro 2012 when Chiellini, um was just coming back from an injury and um he he wanted to play that game he wanted to play that final and i think he got injured i think it was maybe 10 15 minutes into the game which um got got our subs out right so he um he kind of he kind of got us out one of our subs. So now if he's going to be 100% fit, I would love him to play. Um, like Jerry said, Lukaku is extremely fast, and we have Spinazzola on the wing who's been pushing, pushing, pushing. That if if Lukaku is running at the defenders, I don't know how much Spinazzola can keep coming back to kind of help provide for Chiellini because. We all know Lukaku would 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 fly by him, um, but once again, um, tactically and as a veteran, I think he knows that Lukaku would outrun him. So I think he would be would be well, pretty much um, well positioned back there. But yeah, I would definitely go with the Kylian Bonucci in the back, um, and 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 see where we go from there. I don't I don't see a chat be starting, although he did play a great game against uh, Austria. Yeah, I agree with Gianluca. What do you think, Richard, about uh, who starts in the back and the job that they may or may not do against dangerous players on Belgium like Lukaku? 
Yeah, you know, you know, coming to this pre-tournament, I would have said I, I think Bastoni and Acerbi are the best defenders for Azzurri. I think uh, Chiellini and Bonucci coming in were just Bonucci's just sucks, and Chiellini is getting older, and he doesn't have he's not what he what it used to be. But we've seen what we've seen in the first handful of games is that Chiellini and Bonucci can do what they if if they got the complement of players around them, they still they're still serviceable. Um, I think if Chiellini is healthy enough to play, he should play. Um, if he's not healthy enough, I don't want to see Acerbi. I want to see Bastoni just for the pace. Um, you know, you can say what you want about the matchups between Acerbi and Lukaku or Bastoni and Lukaku. Just for pace alone, you want Bastoni in there over Acerbi. You don't want to, like, like Jerry said, you don't want to have Bonucci and Acerbi back there because that's just a nightmare waiting to happen. I- I'm willing to give Bonucci another shot. Um, I mean, I think, you know, ideally I would like Bonucci and Chiellini to start. Um, but if, you know, uh, I think ben- they've earned the right to stay there where they are despite how, what, you know, what they've done in the se- regular season. I think with the Azzurri, they've been playing very well. So keep them there. Um, it's going to be difficult with Belgium, like you know, like you guys have mentioned, with the attacking prowess they have. You know, Spiritzola, if he is going to attack, or Di Lorenzo, the central midfielders are going to have to help the defenders out. I mean, Jorginho yeah. already is a workhorse, but Barella and whomever else is with them, they're going to have to help out tremendously because, you know, like you said, like Jerry said, Lukaku gets a full head of steam, or you got Mertens or, or Hazard, whomever going after you. That's a handful to take, especially whether you're Bonucci or Chiellini or whomever. You could be freaking Van Dy- Virgil van Dijk. It doesn't matter. That's a handful coming at you. So it's got to be a team effort defensively. Mario, who do we see in the back two, in the center back spots, and what job are they going to do against Lukaku in Belgium? We're going to see the Bonucci-Chiellini. Yeah, unless, I agree. Yeah, it is. I don't think there's going to be a competition for it unless there's an injury, which then – I would hopefully say let's see Bastoni, but I think it's going to be Cherpi as a third, uh, as a third option. Just I don't know. I, I feel like that's just Mancini's preference. He likes the uh, the age and experience, I guess, of Cherpi. But uh, I think what Jerry was saying before was very, very important because the high press. If if we do the high press, it has you. You literally have to foul Lukaku every time they. Cross. A lot of yellow cards. Yeah, you literally have to get it as soon as the ball like, crosses midfield because nobody's going to keep up with him in a 60-yard sprint. It's impossible. Like we saw against Turkey the first game. We, we talked about it even. Uh, we saw we saw like three, four times where Turkey just came on a counterattack. <laughs> What's going on back there? The fiance is just recording me doing this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, when I, when I saw you chuckling, I thought maybe uh, you were talking some shit to Jerry in the private chat, which is like a show within the show because every time we have Mario on, honestly, when Mario's not on, I don't think we even use the private chat that we have here on the streaming service. But whenever Mario is on, it's just him like, lobbing obscenities at jerry and jerry lobbing <laughs> obscenities back at mario it's a whole thing man it's the best it's it's a sideshow i love it yeah when you see us chuckling, sorry jerry's thing <laughs> i i see i try That's to give stuff. jerry i try to give <laughs> jerry credit and props and I say hey jerry you're really good at, at like this idea and that no i don't even want to talk to you anymore <laughs> no but like i was saying before i was rudely interrupted uh, Turkey, we saw three, four times where, um, what's his name, Burak Yilmaz was just free to just run. He had 40, 50 yards between him and the goal. And Bonucci was, was the one chasing him down usually, but it's a problem if, if Lukaku gets that ball. Yilmaz, 
he's past his prime. He's 30-something now. He he was a good striker in his uh, like three, four years ago when he was with, the, I think it was Galatasaray. But now he's fallen off, so he's taking those balls to the corner flag, and he's too slow to, to cut in in the right time. But Lukaku is fast, strong, big, technical above all. Uh, you know, the, the unsung technical player. So he's going to find a way to manipulate the defenders to, to create that space, cut in on his left foot, right foot. He doesn't care. He'll shoot with both and and find a way to either get a corner out of it or a worse a goal. So that high press is, is going to be a problem if it's part of the game plan. If it's not, I don't worry so much because uh, you'll have the defensive cover. But uh, I, th- I still firmly believe it. Even though we've let up one goal the whole tournament, <clears throat> defenses might be a weak point aside from Immobile and Pelotti because they're just not what they used to be. The wingbacks aren't the Zamprota-Grosso kind of combo that you used to see or, or whatever, whoever was playing back there. I forget. It, it was Zamprota-Grosso, I think. Yeah, it was. Okay. Where those are reliable guys. I, I was like, our wings are covered. Then you have the center back. That's whatever. But I don't feel confident like I do with like a normal defensive Italy team. Spinazzola, defensively, he's on the field to attack. Di Lorenzo, I I don't know how I feel about him. I'm on the fence because he's not very good with, with Napoli, but he's been having a pretty good tournament so far, actually. So, I mean, there's no really better option. The best option aside from him is D'Ambrosio. So that's not bias or anything. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm I don't have that kind of confidence that I do. Where our midfield, confident forward, I'm confident enough. But the defense, that's my question mark. Now here's what I I want to go around the table, and I'm going to start with Mario this time instead of making him go last every single goddamn time. <laughs> but I'll, I'll give mine first. Predictions on this game. Now, I, I don't want to get booed off of my own pod. And I hope that I'm wrong, and I hope that I'm mushing Jerry Mutum. But I am going to predict. This is just what my gut is telling me, Jerry. I I apologize in advance. Maybe maybe it's a mush. Maybe this is a well-orchestrated mush by me. I I think this is going to end up being heartbreaking. Italy going down. I'm not going to say penalties, but I'm going to say they go down in extra time. Uh, I think both teams get a goal in regulation. I think it's going to be 1-1 extra time. I'm going to go with a a Lukaku uh, game-winning goal. You know, not golden goal, but a game-winning goal at some point in the extra time. And I think our hearts are going to get broken on Friday. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's Italy who pulls it out in extra time. I think this is going to go to extra time regardless. I think this is going to be a razor-thin margin type of game. But uh, I think our tournament is going to end in quarterfinal heartbreak. Mario, what do you think? I think we win the penalties. Ooh, zero, zero. I'll take it. Hey, zero, we won zero. and lost World Cups in penalties. Zero, zero. Zero, zero with penalties, especially wow. if, if Richard's right and Verratti and, and Jorginho start. It's going to be a snooze fest. Both teams, it, it, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be the kind of exciting game that we hope it's going to be. Uh, I kind of feel like both teams might take a step back and try to play not to lose. Hopefully it's not. Uh, hopefully along with that, I really do. But I feel like they might just take a step back. We saw I th- 
I was watching another game the other day, I think, and it was just like, I don't see, I don't think the teams are really going 100% until the extra time comes, until later in the game when they're trying yeah. to make a push. So, if anything, extra time, boy, I'm not, I'm not banking it. I think it's a 0 0. You're going to have like three, four shots on goal. Uh, uh, yeah, that's really all I got. I don't think there's going to be much of the game. What do you, what do you think, Richard? Uh, your prediction? <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to go. I'm going to say it's, it's going to be tight affair. I think we, we, we agree it's going to be a tight, tight game. I think uh, super sub Chiesa wins it late, <laughs> pulls his pants down, and grabs his junk celebration. Vucci style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I feel like that's also the Jerry Mancini celebration, except Jerry puts Nutella. He only does it in fights. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Gianluca? Prediction? Uh, I agree. I think it's going to go straight to uh, all the way to the PKs, and that's going to be this decision maker right there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think they're going to be uh, holding back for quite a bit. Now, Jerry. I think I have a feeling what you're going to predict here because you are the guy, you and Brooklyn Rob, before the tournament started, you predicted the Azzurri to win the tournament. So if they're going to win the Euros, surely they cannot go down in the quarterfinals, even against a very good team like Belgium. So how does this one play out, my friend? I think the, the biggest factor is if Kevin Bruyne starts on Friday. If he doesn't, I think this really will open up the game and Italy will feast. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's a whole different di- ball game in the midfield, the way you control the game, um, you, the whole aspect. It, Belgium has to change their whole game around. And like you guys were saying, in the first game, they, they didn't play with him and they struggled. I don't think he's 100% fit. I think he'll come off the bench, if anything. Late in the game, I don't think he'll be sacrificed just in case they do beat Italy. I'm going to go with what I said the whole tournament, Immobile. And I think this is the time where he finally gets that hump, that goal where Italy really needs for him. I, I'm not saying because I'm an Immobile lover. I just think that Immobile has played with confidence. Um, at the end of the day, he is playing at another level that we haven't seen with the Azuri. And I think this is the moment where he shines for, for Italy. I think he's going to bounce back. And, and coming from Lazio, anytime he's had a bad game, he's always had a good response afterwards. I, I think that he has the ability to change it around. And I think that I think that he, he'll have more space to work with against Belgium. I think he'll be able to play in behind the defense or, or playing a back three. And I think that might benefit him more. Um, I just think that he, he can do it, man. I, I, he just he gets shit on too easily and ridden off way too quick. Like he scored in the opening round twice and, and still wasn't good enough to like earn the respect of, of people. It's not what he's done, it's what he's not done. And I think like Gianluca said, the things that he does in the game, his ability to run, chase down defense, tire you down, uh close the gap, all that stuff, come back to help the defense. You're going to see that on Friday, and I, I really do believe that. And the last thing is that every team matches up differently. A team like Austria with six guys in the back is never going to make it easy. I don't think Belgium is going to have 10 guys sitting in the back with all that talent they have. I think it's kind of hard to, to think that. I think they're, each team are going to attack each other. And 
I can see a Kiesa goal if he starts. I really do. But I see more of a Kiesa assist than a goal in that game. Um, I don't think this is going to be a scoreless game, personally. I think someone's going to score. I'm going to go with Italy. But I, I, I just don't see a 0-0 game. There's just too many goal scores between both teams to not have a goal in this game. So. And by the way, on the scoreless thing, I love this comment from David. He says, Mario, put down the crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I think he's sitting out. No, he's not saying that because of the 0-0. He's saying that because Mario is also in the chat saying Immobile is the most overrated striker in Europe. I think that's why he's commenting. Caicedo's better. It's a fact. Now, you know what? I, I will say this. Um, no, Immobile is definitely not the most overrated striker in Europe, but I keep seeing, like, uh, like you know, like D David is a Lazio supporter. Jerry is a Lazio supporter as well. You guys can give up this whole inferiority complex with Immobile, like this whole tinfoil hat thing where you guys always the most underrated striker. No, I get, he's getting some recognition now. I don't think he's that underrated anymore. I mean, you know, from uh, tying the city uh, record, you know, the, the previous season, he's been in pretty good form overall. Like, I think people are starting to respect Cheeto. A couple of years ago, I would have said, absolutely, this is one of the most underrated strikers in Europe, but I don't think he's that underrated anymore. I think people are now, – now, yeah, is he going to get bantered by some Italian fans when he doesn't score every game? Sure, but that comes with the territory. I don't think Immobile is that underrated anymore. I think people are starting to appreciate him. He's a fraud. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's a what? What? You I see, he's a fraud. He's a fraud. You're a fucking fraud. Fuck you, no, asshole. No, you. No, you. <laughs> no, fuck you, man. Get no, the you. fuck you know out what? of here. You're probably you, you cheering for both. You could have made that comment about Gary's wife, and he wouldn't have defended her the okay. way that he just Mary, defended Chino. Gary would rather have 100 percent Donna. <laughs> I'd rather have. I'd rather have Belotti. Yeah. You fucking. Listen, they put Belotti on against uh, Austria, and they won the game. They put Immobile in, and nothing happened. And, and, and 10 other people fucking are on the pitch that did fuck all either. No, no. <laughs> Belotti, did you see that tackle from Belotti? It changed the game. I mean, Chino almost changed got the game. Off, They're already winning like, the, the game. changed the game. Get the fuck out of here. Chino almost got a red card like 10 minutes into the imagine, game. He's, imagine he's, he's, he's he's trying trying hold, hold on. He's imagine sliding from 20 yards out. Remember Saul Campbell back in Oscar days, 2004, with the never-ending slide? That's <laughs> Belotti. You, you ever play no, FIFA mind. Street? If that was time out, time out, time out. Hold on. Ever, if we... yeah, no, no, no. You ever play FIFA Street when you're trying to fill the game breaker? Belotti filled the game breaker and won the game. Yeah, and, and I bet you if Immobile made that challenge, it wouldn't be, oh, his game changer is, oh, he can't score still. Mavangolo. Go fucking smoke your fucking crack there, buddy. What your fucking crack about? pipe. Get you're out of here. Making, you're just Get making things up at this guy. point. Get the fuck out of well, here. Well, fuck you. Immobile, I never seen him go down for um, a How many goals does Belotti have this tournament? 30. Same as me. <laughs> exactly. None. 30 goals. <laughs> 30. <laughs> 30. Oh, man. Hey, before we close out this episode... I want to give everybody a chance to plug their social media, any work you guys are doing. Wait, I mean, you go, go. Wait, you didn't ask Gianluca what he thinks. Oh, did I? I'm sorry, Gianluca. Did I get your? What we the fuck, it? man? You went uh, extra time. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, Jerry was busy texting. He wasn't paying attention. You're the one not yeah. paying attention, not me, motherfucker. 
We did yeah. ask Luca. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we asked Alex. We asked Richard. We asked me. We How asked was he texting this time? That's the best part. What did he predict? He predicted You'll never know. You have to watch this again and watch, and watch the whole oh, thing over. Fuck off, man. I'll watch it. I, I, I never next week on Cultural Connection, sponsored by Manscaped. I, I love how Jerry just gave our show the best endorsement possible. I fuck that. I never watched these. <laughs> I never watched the replay. What an endorsement! Luca <laughs> said PKs, but no winner. But who wins in the PKs? Thanks, it's, Rob. It's like Milan Rio Ave. Just continue. Keep going. Just continue. Yeah. You know what? I, so I, for the Bulls. I, I want to go with Italy because it's the team I support. <laughs> fuck this BK fucking in ocean. Get out of here, guys. There's fucking scores left, right, and center, yeah, both guys. sides. There's goals coming. Shut up, idiot. You fucking like baseball for fuck's sakes. Baseball's a sport. So I get to be the one villain who picks Belgium. Baseball's a game. sport when a fucking 500 pound guy is sitting on the fucking first base with, and doesn't even run all game. That's a fucking sport. Remember Bartolo Colon? Pa- Pablo Sandoval, fucking guy, need to get freaking rescued. So? Stand on fucking first base. What? Jerry, you're, you're wearing a Chelsea shirt. <laughs> yeah, they run. No, you you don't make any sense. <laughs> make dollars. You're. Your 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 whole argument is just void. No, no, Chelsea. you're wrong. You're saying you're saying. When did the first baseman guy ever run? No, when does the third baseman ever run? Listen, you're saying you want Italy win, but Lukaku played for Chelsea. So what do you want me to do? What, what am I supposed to do with that? Lukaku played for Inter, you jackass. He played, played, like played. past tense. Guy. I don't care what he played in. Type you're wearing now. a Chelsea shirt. So, so you're a Belgium fan. Exactly, Brooklyn Rob. I'm angry because this guy's pissing me off because he wants Belgium to win. Nobody gets Belgium under Jerry's skin like Mario. I mean, Mario is like Jerry's nemesis. He's trash talking this guy in the private chat. He's trash talking him out on the show. <laughs> so, with that in mind, I'm going to let Mario give the first plug. You know, he and uh, Anthony and, and company. Sack of shit. Yeah. 40 million. Fuck you. Follows Latito. Fuck 25 million. Forty million, fucking fuck you and your broke ass. We're gonna hold a big deal, bro. Mario and I, Mario and I are gonna buy a piece of Inter. We're buying into Inter SPAC. We're investing. We're we're gonna pay that uh, transfer. It's no problem. Mario, let the let the people know. Business like Lazio now, free transfers. Now we we roll, man. Free transfers. We just sold Hakimi for almost eighty million. million. You still can't buy players because you still gotta fucking get that fucking wage bill down. Right, I'm gonna figure out how to mute That's Jerry. That's a Chinese party. <laughs> Mario, let the people know where they can find you and find your work. Find me at uh, at Mario Sweatshirt on Twitter. Uh, usually just talking shit to Jerry. I'm a Jerry Mancini Stan account. Like the burner, same reason for as you would. Burner, what the fuck is that? Burner you know account. What a burner Jerry. account. Jerry burner account. I'm a Jerry account. Jerry Mancini burner account. <laughs> crypto, bro. <laughs> Fucking fuck crypto. Stink. Fuck you, Jerry. I'm talking about Brooklyn Rob. He said crypto, bro. Just just wait, Jerry. In a couple years, when Mario and I, and if anyone, I don't know if Richard and Gianluca are into crypto, in a couple years, when Mario and I are billionaires, we'll invite you out to our private island. We'll pay for it with our crypto. And you're going to wish you got on that. Uh, Or or it can crash by then. Well, or, yeah, or, or it could crash. <laughs> hey, uh, Richard Carvin, who was nice enough to send me this awesome T-shirt, 
courtesy of the city. I said, never forget. Frank Cervello do an awesome job. Richard, let people know where they can find your show and find your work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at Serie Asetan on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, anywhere really. YouTube especially. Um, you can also uh, listen to our podcast anywhere that streams music. Uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, we're there. So, uh, yeah, give us a follow. Follow Frank Cervello, my co-host, at FTC underscore 21. And I'm R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Dude, I mean, back when I was uh, driving more than an hour to and from work every single day, these guys, I wish you guys did more episodes because every time like you'd record, you do your show live on a Sunday. I'd listen to you on Monday during my drive home. It was awesome. Uh, I, I think it, it's actually been a lot of fun during this episode watching Gianluca, who's like sitting outside on the deck like the, the sun was like still up when we started. Uh, which is like I, I know you're up in Canada. Like down here in Florida, the sun set like three hours ago, uh, and now it's Blair Witch. Yeah, we've seen the sun go down over Canada. John Luca, let the people know where they can find you, my friend. Oh, you just muted awesome, yourself. Thanks. Um, at uh, on Twitter at G Lombardi eighty five. That's my Twitter handle. You can uh, find me there. Talk a lot about Milan, but um, I'm open with discussion with every uh, every Serie A team. I, I respect all teams equally, so find me at Bullshit. E Lombardi. I never fucking equally respect Roma. <laughs> they can lick my balls. Fuck that shit, man. Wow. Fucking, I, I just like bantering Juve because for Alex, he's an Inter fan. I support. I'll support Inter for Alex. Thank you. Uh, I got. I got no hatred towards Inter. I don't even care if Inzaghi left, but fuck you, fuck. You. Fuck Juve for Alex and fuck Roma. They can lick my fucking, you know what, man? Fuck those assholes. No, what can they lick? Tell us. My asshole. I, I, I love I love how Jerry was fine saying everything, and then he gets to you can lick my, you know what? Like that's what he chooses to censor. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, let the you turn out like five stories a day. Even when you were supposed to be on vacation last week, you still wrote like forty stories in a week. Where can people find you, uh, aside from this great pod, of course? Uh, where else can people find you and find your work? At Fuck Roma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm J Mancini 8. Uh, I wrote a piece about Korea. That's it. And if he still suits uh, under uh, Lazio Saudi, I hope they don't sell him, especially not to PSG. We'll yeah. come back. Fuck, we should have just had the Super League. They're buying but everybody. They are the Super League. Like it is now, it is we should have just done the Super League, man. Yo, I think we gotta have another podcast, all of us, next week. Hey, it's better them than Juventus buying all the players. I'm just saying. Fair. See, now yeah, you're gonna make Brooklyn Rob angry. That's true. No, you're not wrong. Fucking, don't worry. PSG will fucking somehow. I, I love how people call me out that PSG has progressed and done better the last two years. They made it to the finals in the semis. They didn't even win their own league last year. Like I, I, sorry, man, but when you're spending five hundred million and you can't win a Champions League, there is no bar between getting better. And they couldn't and win league on last year, and that's a cakewalk usually for them. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, man. Teams who spend five, six hundred million, no fucking excuse. I don't believe in the in the uh, the the excuse of the reasoning of oh, you you fucking like your team's improving. What the fuck? This, this is not City A where fucking Atalanta's improving. That's a team that's improving and has built from start to end. But like PSG, and you're buying $70 million Hakimi, and you're sending $50 million for Korea to sit on the bench and fucking waste away. Icardi for $50 million to like stroke yeah. his balls. Hey, Mario, how much did Chelsea spend this year? 
Okay, a and lot. they won. A and lot. they won. Not enough. Demo <laughs> Burner. Jerry's love, I'll tell you that much. What? They what? What'd you say? Speak up, boy. Fucking Cardi's great at PSG, eh? Fucking phenomenal. $50 million sucking dick. He's, he's, he's better with those taste, the tasteful nudes that he and his wife do. It's it's better than the I mean, actual play on the You're just talking dirty to me at this point. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, <laughs> you, you could find Jerry not only, you know, bantering Roma uh, and sometimes Juventus on Twitter. You could find he and I here, of course, on the Calcio Connection podcast. Uh, if you're watching us live on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening back to the audio only... Keep in mind, you can watch live or replays on YouTube. Just search for Calcho Connection on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, by the way. it's uh, It really helps us out. And, and when you're watching these videos, whether you're watching it live or you watch it later, smash the like button. Hit the thumbs up button. That's going to make us more visible to other people who are searching for you know, Euro 2020 and Serie A videos. It'll make us more visible out there. So make sure you smash the like button. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching this. Maybe you're not aware. You can also get the audio version of these podcasts. Just go to, uh, we usually post them, you know, uh, about 12 hours after they air live. So you can go to Apple Podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, search Calcio Connection. We're going to come right up. Make sure you follow our show on Twitter. We follow back everybody. I mean, even bots and porn stars. We follow back everybody. Calcio Con Pod on Twitter. You can follow my personal account. You can see it right here on the screen. At Alex Dono, uh, you can uh, check out some of my other work at the Five Reasons Sports Network. We will talk to you guys again next time. Huge shout out to Richard, to Mario, to Gianluca for joining us. Of course, as always, to Jerry. We will talk to you guys next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao. <laughs>